Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. Now, preparations. Wisdom about seasonal preparations. Wisdom about seasonal preparation. Now, we'll be looking at the series Stages of Preparation in the Life of Faith. We saw from the Word of God that God has called every believer to live by faith. Look at your neighbor, say, you are to live by faith. Say that, say, you are to live by faith and not by sight. One of the reasons many believers are frustrated today is because they're living by sight. When Jesus appeared to the disciples, Thomas was in there. And when Thomas came, he said, Thomas! The master came, just like he said he would. Thomas said, what? He said, that's not possible. He said, the last time I saw him, he died. And they buried him. I was there when they placed him on the tomb. So it is not possible that he can be alive. Thomas, they told Thomas, we saw him. Thomas said, no. Except I put my hand in that hole that I saw that the nail made on his, hand, on his palm, and I put my hand on the side that they used to pierce him with despair. I will not believe. Abba, what are you telling me? Maybe you are suffering from post-traumatic stress. Then the Bible said, when all the disciples were gathered together, Thomas was there, and this time Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he went straight to them and said, Thomas, say, come. He said, put your hand here. Thomas did. He said, put your hand here. He said, be not faithless, but believing. And he said, oh my God and my Lord. That is where many of believers or majority of Christians are living today. Jesus said, because you have seen me, you have what? Believe. People today will not believe except they see signs. They want to see wonders. They want to see something spectacular. God did not call us to live a life that is regulated by the senses. The sight realm is regulated by these five senses. And the faith life doesn't live according to the senses. Because if you're going to walk with God, you must learn to live and walk by faith. Everybody say by faith. The Bible said the judge shall live by what? By faith. And what does walking by faith simply mean? It means to take God at his word. You will say like Peter, nevertheless, even though I have fished all night, but nevertheless, at your word, I will do what you have instructed. I will put aside my experience as a fisherman, and I will put my faith and my practice on your word. I want you to understand this, that God's word is not just his word. God's word is his experience. Did you hear what I said? The word of God is not just his words. God's word is his experience. Because God and his word are one. Say amen. Everything created in this material world came from his word. Come, came from the spoken word. So God's word has history. God's word has experience. He said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish the purpose for which I 
sent it. And it will prosper in the things that I desire. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll make it good. God is not like a man that says one thing in the morning and by evening he's saying another thing. He said, no, sorry, I changed my mind. No, God doesn't change his mind. The Bible said there is no variableness or a shadow of turning with God. He said, I will not break my covenant nor alter the words that have gone out of my mouth. Somebody say, God is a faithful God. God's word is immutable and God's word is reliable. You can bank on it. Say amen. Say amen. So we said that our faith life is the Christian life. Without faith, you can't please God. Without faith, you can't engage God. You don't relate with God by your feeling. When you feel high, you, feel, you think God is very happy. Then when you feel down, you feel God is sad. God is not as epileptic as your feeling. God is more real than your feeling. God gave us a life that is more real than the life of feeling. It's a faith life. A life that brings us on the same level with God. Say amen. amen. Glory to God. And that's the faith life. And in order for us to fulfill destiny, it's going to be by faith. Because every dealings you have with God is on the platform of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, you can't relate with God. Without faith, you can't engage God. Without faith, you can't receive from God. So God has put in place certain preparations to equip and empower our faith so we can fulfill destiny. And we said, we've looked at the first level of preparation and we're looking at the second level of preparation called seasonal preparation. Everybody says seasonal preparation. And we said under seasonal preparation that according to 2 Timothy chapter 1, can you go there? And from there I'm going to zoom into this. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. The Bible says it very clearly. It said, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ. Say amen. amen. The Bible says you were not saved by your works because salvation is a gift of grace. We were saved by grace through faith. What God wanted us to do could not be done by us. So he sent his son. Jesus died on the cross and paid the penalty for our sin. And as a result of the sacrifice of Christ, salvation was made available to every human being as a gift. Say amen. amen. But one of the things you need to understand about salvation, salvation is a passageway to something more glorious and bigger than you could ever realize. And the Bible shows us here that God saved us. The purpose of salvation is not just to go to heaven. Go to heaven is the eventual benefit. But the reason you were saved is because God planned something for every single one of us before we were born. Look at the neighbor and say, you are not an accident. Look at the person and say, hello. You are not an accident. Say, it doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter how many times you have failed. It doesn't matter who you know. There's a purpose of God for your life. Hallelujah. So he said he saved us, then called us. The word called means invited us with a holy calling. Why is it holy? Because he came from God. Anything that comes from God is holy. Holy means not contaminated, pure. Say amen. Not according to our works. So tell your neighbor, say God doesn't need your effort. God needs your faith. Say amen. You were not saved. If we could do anything to end salvation, Jesus wouldn't have come. 
but not according to your works, but according to his own. Underline the word own. Own means his own, not your own. His own purpose and grace, which was given to us when? In Christ, when? Before time. Say amen. So that means before you were born, God had concluded what he wanted to do with your life. Say amen. So salvation becomes the connection between you and God's plan and arrangement for your life. Say amen. Say what means I have a purpose in Christ. You see, the key and the door to your purpose is salvation. If you are not saved, you will live an alternate life, an alternative life, a substitute life. When Adam sinned against God, a life routine was given to every human being. It's a very simple life routine. When you were born, you go to school. I don't know, my time when I, I became 50 this year, when I was going to school, there's what they call a takara. I don't know if some of you know what that, it's a language you don't know now. What you call, um, what do they call that one now? Is it crutch or something? In our days, they call it atakara. They give us board and chalk. You sit down. They put all of us on. You don't even have seats. You sit on the floor. All right? Then they give you chalk and you write on board. That your notebook is board. One small board. That's what they give you. They call it uh, slate. Thank you. Those of you that were born there, you know. So we did, there was nothing like crutch. There was nothing like, um, uh, is it kindergarten or something? Uh, you know the name, Monty. So all those um, uh, funny, funny name. Okay? It was different there. <laughs> All right? That's a routine. When you are born, you go to school. When you go to school, you go to primary school. After primary school, you go to secondary school. After secondary school, um, if your head is in book, you go to university. If you don't want to read, you go and learn work. Is that not so? Am I right? Uh-huh. You go and learn work. If they cannot train you, you go from primary school straight to go and learn work. Then, after you go to university, you get your first degree. Once you get your first degree, next year you go and look for work. Is it not so? When you look for work, then, um, after you are fortunate to get a job. If they don't get a job, you go and teach or you go and work somewhere else. But let's assume you finally got a job. Finally, after you got a job, the next thing is your mind, I want to settle down. As if somebody was pursuing you before. Say, I want to settle down. Then you say, you want to settle down. What do you mean that you want to get married? Is that not so? You now start looking for a husband and a wife. Then finally, God helping you, you got a wife and you got a husband. After getting a husband and a wife, you start having children. Is that not so? You have children. Then you have children, after having children, they start growing. You start training them. They, you start your cycle again with them. Then when they grow, they leave your house. You know, they go and continue their home. Then you, you grow old. Any business you have, you now manage it. Then some people will now retire and go and die in the village. You don't know so. Build house in the village and go and die there. Some will now manage where they are until finally life closes. Say, we don't die. Our own don't finish. We don't go. That's a miserable way to live. Life is much more than that. If you don't know Christ, that's where it will end for you. But every human being knows that deep down in their heart, they know that they are built for more. They just don't know how. But we know because the Bible says before time, before we were born into... By the way, you didn't choose your parents. Have you, did you notice that? You didn't choose your father. You didn't choose your mother. You didn't choose your gender. You didn't choose your nationality. God made those choices for you according to his purpose for your life. Say amen. If you were born in Nigeria, you are not a mistake. Say amen. For those of you that think that because you were born in Nigeria, say that. No, I did suffer that because I had a born me. Now I can. If now U.S. now, my life for better, no. A crocodile in Nigeria is also a crocodile in the U.S. Location does not change a person. Do you understand that? 
If God leads you to U.S., that means there's a purpose for you there. But if you are going there because you want to survive with everybody, you will also be a victim of the routine of life that the fallen system Adam gave to world has given to everybody. And people believe in that. Some people live their life that way until they die. Never ever. No wonder Miles Moreau said something that the most wealthiest place in the world today is the graveyard. Because it is people that were buried with destinies that were never discovered. Abilities that were never tapped. Potentials that were never explored. Possibilities people could have achieved that they never found. They died with it because they became victims of the routines of life. When you are born again, God gives you much more. Say amen. amen. The Bible said he saved you, called you with a holy calling, not according to your works. Not according, that work means your effort, your plan, your arrangement. You know, I asked someone when we went for evangelism, you know, I said, if you are smart enough, you will know that you have nothing to do with being born. And if you are also smart, you will know that there is no way you can live this life well without the maker's opinion and contribution. Say amen. amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? What do you think you know? You are so limited with what you know that we are all sitting inside this church. How many of you know what is going on in room of that junction now? Do you know? You can't know. Except you can watch by television or something to know what's going on. That's how limited your vision and your sight is. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in what? In darkness, but shall have the light of life. The light of life is his purpose for your life. Say amen. Now, when we began to teach, we said to, for the purpose of illustration, the purpose of God can be categorized into two levels. One, the primary purpose of God for our life, and two, the secondary purpose of God. Now, the, the connection I want to make before I dive into where I'm going is that it is important you are grounded and you understand the primary, your primary purpose in Christ. Because if you do not, you most likely may not graduate into the secondary purpose. Just like if you don't pass secondary school, I mean, primary school, you will not enter secondary school. Is that clear? In the kingdom, growth is by hunger, not by years. Maturity in the kingdom is not a function of how old you have been born again, how long you have been saved. You, you may have been saved for 10 years and still be a baby. When you're born again, you're born like a newborn baby in Christ. But growth is by hunger. Everybody say by hunger. That's why somebody can get saved for three years and due to his hunger for God and the word, will grow faster than someone who has become a dinosaur in the kingdom. Say, so, you know, now 20 years now I find Jesus. 20 years, no impact, no difference, just like a monument. Tell your, to your neighbor that you are built for much more. Say that, say you're built for much more. And we said our primary purpose in Christ is revealed in Romans chapter 8. Let's quickly read that. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 and 29. Your primary purpose in Christ. Every born again believer, you must understand this. Because if you don't understand this, you're going to produce a version of Christianity that is selfish, self-centered. A Christianity that is only interested in using God, not God using them. They don't want to change. They want to use God to blow. They don't want God to change them. That's why they're acquiring stuff, but their character is not changing. Hallelujah. That's not the kind of people God wants to raise. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Are you there? Many of us have read this scripture and we've tried to interpret it based on our selfishness. But let's understand the context in which it was stated. Romans 8, 28 and 29. We've read this and we've even quoted it. And we know 
that all things work together for good to them that love God. What does it mean to love God? To keep his word. To them who are what? The called according to his, not your own, his purpose. And purpose is the reason for the existence of a thing. Is that not true? That's the purpose. The reason you are sitting on the chair is because it was designed to carry your weight. It's not meant for you to sleep. That's why when you try to sleep on it, you want to fall because it's not a bed. It's a chair, not a bed. So there's a purpose for your life. Praise God. And according to God's purpose for your life, all things are designed to work together for your good. Say amen. amen. You understand that? That's the power of purpose. Now, he now tells us what our primary purpose. Go to verse 9. For whom, he's talking about you and I, he did for known. Everybody say advanced knowledge. God is the only one that has the God ability of omniscience. Omniscience means all knowing. You are not limited in knowledge, but God is not. God knows the past, present, and what? The future. He knows what you will think before you think what you will think. He knows what you will say before you say what you will say. He knows what you will do before you do what you will do. So God is sovereign. It's not taken by surprise. That's why when you go through tough times, he smiles because he knows the end. Somebody say amen. The Bible said he declares the end from what? From the beginning. Okay. Whom he did for no? Who is the whom? He's talking about me or not. That before we were born in time, God knew us because we were created in him. And it's his purpose that necessitated our creation. He also did predestinated. What does predestined mean? It means to foreordain. It means to set according to a foreknowledge or according to a purpose. That's the word predestinated. Say amen. He also predestinated us to be what? To be conformed to what? To the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So your primary purpose is to be like Jesus. Look at the neighbor. Say your primary purpose. Look at the person again. Say your primary purpose is to be like Jesus in character and in conduct. Your primary assignment is your life. God wants you to think like Jesus. He wants you to speak like him and he wants you to act like him because by potential, you were made like Christ. The Bible says, as he is, so are we. But we need to allow who he is, the knowledge of who he is, to shape how we think. Many of us before God born again acquired all kinds of mentalities and opinions and perspective to life. But now that you are saved, you must put away those things and put on Christ. Say amen. Your lifestyle must reflect Christ. Your character must reflect Christ. The way you act, the way you behave must reflect his image. Let this might be on you, which was also in Christ. That's why God's priority is to change you. But many of us don't want to be changed. And if you don't want to be changed, you're not going to grow and reach a point of maturity that allows you to access the seasons of God for your life. Do you understand that? One of the reasons many of us are not accessing the seasons, this is the connection I want to make. We are not accessing the seasons of God or the times of God. Remember we read in Psalm 31 verse 15. Can you shoot that on the screen? Psalm 31 verse 15. He said, my times are in your hand. Everybody say my times. Say that, say my times. That word times is the same word seasons. My seasons 
are in your hand. And what are seasons? Seasons are those moments in destiny where God has scheduled certain purposes to happen. So every child of God has a season. But the reason why many of us are not entering our season and we're settling for alternative lifestyle that has been given to us through the system of the world is because we're not growing in character. If you're not growing in character, you're not going to grow with credibility with God. Your passion for God will not be genuine. It will be motivated by your need. One of the evidence or the sign that people are not growing in character is that they are more self-centered and selfish than God-centered. They are, they are driven by their needs. They are driven by their what they want. When it consigns them energy, excitement, passion. But when it comes to the things for Christ, prayer meeting, evangelism, fasting and prayer, that's when they remember that they have also. Say, Pastor, I never tell you, Shah, but I get also. If I don't show up by 12, my body go to, go to shake. It go bless how they see two people for one. I'll look at people be like three. You know that people like that. Why? Because it does not, you know, it doesn't address their selfish interests. And the reason for such behavior is because you're not growing in character. And if you're not growing in character in Christ, you will produce a Christian version that is selfish and self-centered. You are only in the house of God to use God to do what you want. When they see you in church, you know that something good has happened. Or you're having a problem. Once the problem is solved, you go. That's the end. That's why you see a lot of inconsistency in the way people pursue God. The word of God is not a priority. When they even come to church, they listen to the word of God with one mind. As you are preaching, they'll be, using, they'll be doing like this for you. Finish this thing fast. You know why you're behaving like that? Because you still have an acquired mentality that has enthroned selfishness and stubbornness inside you. That's why you're always self-centered. Even as you are preaching, say, I better preach quick so that I can have a meeting after. You forget that if you die now, that's the end. The Bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion. Is that not true? Am I making any sense here? So we said in John chapter 3 verse 30, the Bible says it very clearly. He must, Jesus must increase and we must what? Decrease. What is the evidence of living a life that is conformed to the image of God? Divine interest will increase and personal interest will what? Decrease. Say a good amen. amen. Look at the neighbor say, are you growing in character? If you're going in character, you're going to be walking in the spirit. You're going to be walking according to the fruit of the spirit and not according to the flesh. When opportunity comes for you to respond, you will not respond like a natural man. You respond as a man who knows Jesus. Say amen. amen. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying? Because when you're born again, you don't, you don't say, don't, 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 don't think say because I'm born again, I'm foolish. Excuse me. So those of us who are saying, we, are, we don't know God. Don't talk like that. The reason people talk like that is because they're not growing. When they come to church, they don't open their heart for God's word to change them. So they remain like that. And when you remain a babe in God, you will not qualify for destiny. Even when you, you stumble into some of your giftings and talent that God has blessed you with, you will use them for your selfish interest. Because every talent, like just some secular singers, the talent they have is God-given. But they don't know Jesus, so they use it for personal interest. And in case you don't know, even though some of you think you celebrate them, Many of them are living a miserable life because you cannot use God's equipment 
better than the way God will want you to use it. Do you understand what I mean by that? It is God that gave you the equipment. It cannot perform well as when God will use it in your life. Hallelujah. Alright, so we, we need to understand that. If we're going to qualify for the seasons of God in our life, in addition to growing in Christ and we mature in Christ, then we become qualified to fulfill God's specific purpose in areas that he has built into our lives. And we looked at the case of, uh, what's his name? Apostle Peter, I mean Apostle Paul, that he was a lawyer by training. He was a man of the law. That was what he studied. He studied under one of the most, what you call a son of our day, by the name Gamaliel. So he was a well-read man. And very intelligent. If you notice the way Paul talked, you know this man was a well-read man. But something happened to his life. The day he met Jesus, you know what he said? He said, all the things that were gained to me, that made me important among men, that made me celebrated among men, he said, I counted them as what? As done, that I may win Christ. See, there's something that happens to a man when he founds Jesus. Say amen. When you found Jesus, everything begins to fall in place for you. Say a good amen. I said everything begins to fall in place for you. You will understand why you are the way you are. You will understand why God placed you where he placed you. You will understand why God gave you what he gave you. You will understand why he blessed you with the kind of personality you have. Because there is a unique purpose God wants you to fulfill on the earth. Say a good amen. amen. Say a good amen. amen. Glory to God. So it's important we understand that. And when, when Paul discovered that God had a purpose for his life, you know what he did? He separated himself. Everybody say he separated himself. Which brings me to what I want to share. Everybody say wisdom about seasonal preparation. The word of God is God's wisdom. Every wisdom you need for any area of your life is in the word. Because God's word is his wisdom. Hallelujah. The Bible says Jesus has been made wisdom unto us. There are three kinds of wisdom. There is the wisdom of men. The wisdom of men is based on education and experience. We all grew under that wisdom. That's what we call sense. Everybody say sense. Say it is I not get sense. I get sense. You know? That sense you're talking about is based on experience. Is that not true? Based on experience and education. When you combine the two, that's human wisdom. That's where we're able to do certain things among ourselves. Then there is the wisdom of the devil. The wisdom of the devil is very subtle. Everybody says subtle. The thing about satanic wisdom is that it promotes selfishness in his victim. So you will not even know Satan is walking behind you. How do I know that? When he spoke to Eve in the beginning, he came to Eve and said, did God say you should not eat of every fruit in the tree? That's not what God said though. He said, no, God didn't say that. He not told Satan what God said. God said we can eat of everything, but that one, he said we shouldn't touch it. Because he made us as creatures of choices. We have 100% a right to obey or disobey God, but if we disobey, there is consequence. Because that's how the creator set it. Say amen. I mean, that's, that's the way God set the system. So don't ask God, say, why did God put the tree there? Are you God? Are you the one that made us? You didn't make us now. So it's not a business. He told them, this is the setup. If you do this, this is what will happen. If you do that, that's what will happen. And they chose the opposite. And the way Eve fell, which is still broken down to today, to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said to him, he said, listen, you will not die. God knows 
God knows. That's satanic wisdom. God knows that the day you eat of this tree, you will become like God yourself. You'll be able to know the difference between good and evil. Mm. The Bible said after he finished, he left. He just dropped the seed. That's why you never discuss with the devil. You don't discuss with him. Satan is deception personified. Do you understand that? He lies for a living. That's his job. The Bible calls him the papa of lies. He lies and he's the father of lies. Anything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So if he gives you a dream, it's a lie. But the only way you can fight his lie is not with human wisdom. It's not with human sense. He'll flow you. The only way to beat satanic wisdom is by divine wisdom. Are you listening to me? And divine wisdom comes from the word of God. What God says is his wisdom. Say amen. So let's look at some wisdom about how to prepare when the Holy Spirit, I told you this, that whenever God wants to do something unique in your life, the Holy Ghost, who knows the shadows of God for your life, will signal to your spirit that a season is due. Did you hear what I said? That's one of the healthy effects of having a healthy relationship with God. If you have an active relationship with God, God will lead you. It, it's, it's a say, it's a go. If you are struggling with getting directions from God, it's because your relationship with God is not healthy. You only go to church on Christmas Day or dedication like some of you came today. That's all. Once it's not Christmas, dedication, Easter, they will not see you or crossover service. That's, that's a sick relationship with God. Nobody works like that in the natural. Do you go to your office whenever you like? Those of you that work, do you go to your office whenever you like? Say, today I need to go. Tomorrow I need to go. I'll just read you on Wednesday. Then I'll go, go on Friday. If I next week, I know they go. Will they pay you? Answer me now. Will they pay you? I won't pay you. But that's how some of you treat God. You just show up on the days you want to show up. And you expect everything to just go as normal and as usual. Where I go, what's your next phase? Because they wish phase. You don't even have a leg to enter the phase. You want to enter the phase. You can't enter. That's why some prayers don't get answered. Because you are not growth ready for it. Say Amen. You know, growth ready for it. There were things that were taught in church you should have learned. You didn't come. You, you started coming when the series started. And they didn't see you until six months when the series ended. So the things you should have learned and you should have known that should have built your character and developed you so your faith can be ensured. Because when Satan comes for you, the only interest, please write this down, it will help you. The only thing Satan is interested in the life of a Christian is his faith. Did you hear what I said? Say my faith. You know why? Because your faith is the currency of destiny. Satan, in case you don't know this, he's not interested in your stuff. By the way, he's a spirit. When you went to bank, did you see him say, hey, my name is the devil. I came to cash money. He's no, he's a spirit. He doesn't spend money. He's interested in the faith of, that's why he has an interest in how people think. Because how you think affects your faith. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 3, and for it says, if our message is hid, it is hidden from those who are blind. Those in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that do not believe. Satan knows your faith is your currency. And if your faith is active, destiny will flow in your life. But if your faith is um, kindergarten and remain immature, 
then you can't access destiny because you're not matured for it. Say amen. The kingdom of God is the only system you cannot jump class. Did you hear me? You can't bribe God. That's a bad one. You can't bribe him. You will have to qualify to go to the next level. Say amen. So that, that's why it's important to understand that. God wants us to grow. Our primary purpose is to develop in him so we can grow and become ready for our seasonal purpose in our life. Now some of you right now, there are things you should be doing 10 years ago, but because you refuse to grow, somebody else is doing it. There are places you would have gone by now, but because you refuse to grow, somebody else went there. Because whether you like it or not, God's purpose must be done. You were chosen and given the privilege to participate, but if you don't want to do it, God will not deny himself. Hallelujah. It is we that need him. It's not the other way around. I hope you know that. He didn't say without you, I can't do anything. He says without him, we cannot do anything. Say amen. amen. So what are those wisdom we need to learn? The first thing you need to know, write this down, is that every season of your life is initiated by the Holy Ghost. Is inspired and initiated by the Holy Spirit. You know, we read from 2 Corinthians, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 9. Eye has not seen, you can put it on the screen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. He said, but he has revealed them to us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. That word searches is the same word to scan. Everybody say to scan. Tell your neighbor, say your life is like a book. Say that. Say, say your life is like a book. That's in the book of Psalms. Jesus said that. He said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written concerning me. So we all have a destiny book of our life. And every destiny book has sections. The Holy Ghost understands your table of content. Some of us stay on table of content till we die. We don't live there. He knows your introduction. He knows your chapter 1. He knows your chapter 2. He knows your chapter 3. He knows everything. He knows when a particular chapter is set and is due. So the first thing you need to learn about seasonal purpose is that God, the Holy Ghost, inspires and initiates when a season is due. Like what Paul said in Galatians chapter 1. He said, when it came, when the time came, that the God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me to reveal Christ in me so I can reveal him among men. He said, I confess not with flesh and blood. That's why sometimes God may just show you a dream. In that dream, you see yourself doing something you've never done before. When you see such thing, it's time for you to pray. What did I say? What do I say? It's time for you to pray. God will show you those flashes so you can come to him. Because he says, my times are in your hand. Your destiny is not with any man. The best man can give you his advice. But God can give you direction. Say amen. Say amen. The Holy Ghost alone knows the deep things. The word deep means the things God has scheduled for your life and my life. He knows who you will marry. He knows everything about you. He knows where you will walk. He knows everything. But he has given you the opportunity and the privilege of partnership so that as he teaches you the word and share with you his wisdom, you can make choices that agrees with his purpose and plan for your life. Because you can reject God's purpose for your life. You can. You can choose your own. When the children of Israel said that they wanted a king, according to God's purpose and plan, God says, that's not my arrangement for you. He said, we don't care. 
Every other nation has king. Why, why is our own different? Which can one? Say, God of heaven is leading us. What does that one mean? We want a king that we can see with our physical eyes. Give us one. So God said to Samuel, they have rejected me. He said, give them a king. He said, but warn them. Because they rejected my way, this king that we have will eventually lead them to idolatry and they will be punished for it. Because the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of it are what? The ways of death. Praise the name of the Lord. God's way is not just good, it's the best. Say amen. Do you understand that? God's way is not what? It's not just good, it is what? The best. That's why we all start at a general level of life where whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it. Some of you read courses because you wanted to please your father, you wanted to please your mother. Not a problem. Some of us did what we did because we're trying to prove a point. One of the worst things you can do to yourself is live a life to prove a point to somebody. It's the most frustrating thing you can do because nobody will ever be satisfied with what you do, irrespective of what you do. We live a life to please the one who made us. Say amen. amen. All right, so you need to get that in your mind. You need to know the Holy Ghost is the one that has your shadow. Say the Holy Ghost has my shadow. No devil can steal your destiny. What did I say? You know, I've heard people make statements like, they say the devil stole his destiny, stole his star. No devil can steal your destiny. Did you hear what I said? Because your times are in God's hands, not in Satan's hands. Say amen. Is that clear? I said, is that clear? All right. Whenever a season of God's purpose is due in your life, the Holy Ghost will signal to your spirit to begin to withdraw and begin to spend time in prayer. Jesus gave us an example. And I'm going to run through that in the next five minutes and we start rounding up. Jesus is our main example in this regard. In Luke chapter 1 verse 80, Jesus was born for a reason. The Bible said God sent him to come and redeem man from the death of sin that Adam incurred through their disobedience. So in Luke chapter 1 verse 80, the Bible gives us an interesting scripture about development and how it prepares you for your seasons in life. Say amen. See, you can allow God prepare you or you prepare yourself. But look at what Jesus, Jesus had a purpose for his life, but he prepared for it. Luke 1 80, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his showing unto Israel. Jesus did not come before his time. Neither did he come after his time. He came at exactly his time. And I pray that will be for you today in Jesus' name. Amen. That you will not arrive before your time or after your time. You will arrive on time in Jesus' name. Amen. That's Luke chapter 1 verse 18. Then in Matthew 3 verse 13, you see the progression going on. The Bible said he was in the desert means he was in seclusion. Waiting for the right timing. Matthew 3 13 says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Verse 14. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And cometh thou to me, because John had a revelation of who Jesus is. So he knew Jesus as the Son of God. He said, Ah, Master, you are the Master. How can I, the servant, baptize the Master? Jesus said, mm -mm. He said, Let us do it the way the Father has arranged it. Say amen. Because it was timing. And he was acting according to script. May God give you revelation of his script for your life in Jesus' name. Amen. The spirit may drop a vision, a dream, a burden, or an urgency to spend time, extra time and moments in prayer in order to position you for whatever is due for your season. The moment Jesus sensed a due season, he was led by the spirit to a season of prayer. 
and temptations that he needed to go through to prepare him for his due moments in God. If you go back to verse 15 of Matthew chapter 3, Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so for now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. It was written that you should baptize me. So let us stick to the script. Say amen. amen. Did you hear what Jesus said? Let us stick to the script. He said, For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, watch this, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am what? I am well pleased. Then in Luke chapter 4, verse 1. The Bible says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost because of what happened to him while he was being baptized, returned from Jordan, the place of his baptism, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. That was seclusion. Seclusion means, and God says, I need your attention. You need to spend some time with me so I can give you clarity and I can give you focus. Say a good amen. Then in verse 13 of Luke chapter 3 says, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And verse 14, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit unto Galilee, and then went out a fame or a popularity about him throughout all the region. When you send such leadings from God, withdraw. Everybody say withdraw. Now, let me add a qualification to withdraw before I stop. When I say withdraw, I did not say isolate and stop coming to church and stop serving in church. That is error and it's unscriptural. Withdraw simply means cut down on your chat time. Cut down on your television time. Cut down on time you waste on frivolous things and begin to commit such times to prayer. Is that clear? Invest moments like that for prayer. God needs your attention so you can get his attention. Say a good amen. And once you do that, heaven will open up and God will begin to give you wisdom on how to proceed with what he has. The only one that can advise you in destiny is the one who gave you the destiny. Is that clear? Did you hear what I said? He's the only one that can advise you. And if you don't spend time in prayer to listen to him, you will not get clear. You'll be doing what you like. But if you listen to him and let him guide you, he will lead you to greener pasture and will bring you to the place of fulfillment. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's rise up in our feet. On our feet, please. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe God has spoken to someone this morning. Can we just open our mouth and begin to talk to God from what we've heard? Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.